Good morning, Josh. How are you? Good, Mike. How you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, <clears throat> you obviously know Brian Flores and Josh Boyer extremely well. I'm curious how you've seen their defense evolve this year, because obviously, well, starting at the back end of last year, they've been playing some really good football. No question. Um, <clears throat> you, you can you can see the um, the symmetry uh, as as last year kind of um, moved along, and then into this year. Uh, certainly, the players now, I would say, have a you know a total grasp on all the different things that they want them to do. Um, they're they're very connected on defense. Um, you know, the front, the disguise, the coverage, the overall communication. Um, and, you know, and they throw a lot of things at, you know, at an offensive unit. Uh, they ask their guys to do a lot of different things. So, um, you know, that doesn't surprise me. Um, you know, Flo and, and Josh have a, a very high capacity and, and understanding of, of how to do that and uh, how they want to try to limit the offense uh, or attack certain areas of the offense. Uh, and you can kind of see that with the way they're playing. Um, you know, they're very uh, game plan specific. Um, they'll, you know, play one team one way, uh, the way they feel best about playing them, and then they'll play another team a different way, uh, whatever they feel like is the right thing to do that week, whatever the formula might be. So uh, there's a lot to prepare for. Uh, they got a lot of good players. Uh, they're well coached, like I've said. Um, you know, they've, they've done a great job of turning the football over and then capitalizing on those mistakes. And uh, scoring on defense. Uh, they're very good on third down. That'd be a huge challenge for us in terms of just overall preparation this week. And, uh, you know, it's our, it's our first opportunity to play, uh, you know, a team twice, uh, you know, that your first opportunity to hit the, the division a second time. And those games are always interesting because of all the changes that happen between game one and game two. So a lot of respect for Flo uh, and Josh. They've done a great job and this will be a big challenge for us. Thanks, Jack. Yep. Next up, Ben Volan and Chris Ryan. Hey, good morning, Josh. Good morning, Ben. Uh, two quick ones for you today. Um, obviously, you worked with Tom Brady for so long, uh, and this is your first year now with Cam Newton. Uh, how do you feel is just like your rhythm and your uh, being on the same page with Cam as far as play calling and uh, having a good feel for what he can do and, you know, the rhythm of the game? It's it's always uh you know what each game is a different game and I've never gone into a game um, feeling like uh, you 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 don't you're not exactly sure exactly what you want to do and and that's no different this year uh, I feel very comfortable with you know our preparation Cam works very hard uh, we work hard to try to put him in the right situations um, and you know there's there's games where you know, we get into a really good flow and execute well and, and are productive. And then there's, there's been games this season where uh, we, we've been more limited and haven't done as well. So I always take those things. Um, personally, it's my responsibility and I'm accountable to the performance of the offense and uh, whatever we're not doing well, <clears throat> I certainly need to do a, a better job and, and address those things with our unit and try to try to improve those things. But as far as Cam is concerned, I couldn't ask anything more of him, and uh, I feel very comfortable going into each week. And our preparation, um, you know, is is no different from one week than it is to the next. And 
we try to do everything we can to be prepared for the game and uh you know hopefully we can improve and make progress this week as a group and and play our best football uh down there in miami uh, and I know you're spending most of your time on the Dolphins' defense this week, but I'm curious, uh, their quarterback, Tua, did you uh, check him out much during the pre-draft process? Have you seen him uh, in any of your film study? Just what are your thoughts on Tua? Yeah, we, I, I mean, I, I looked at him in the in the draft process, but I haven't I haven't seen a whole lot of him uh, this year. Um, hasn't been that many crossovers with us or that we've used uh, relative to you know, since he's been playing. So um, it's obviously a very impressive, decorated player uh, coming out of Alabama with a great career and uh, a bright future. All right, thanks, Josh. Yep. Next up, Chris Ryan, then Doug Kite. Hey, Josh, hope all is well with you. Um, Bill was talking about the pass offense and specifically asked about the wide receivers in in his session today. And I'm curious as to what your evaluation is of of the pass offense based upon you know, where you would like it to be at this point there's always areas of improvement regardless of what you look at um you know and <clears throat> you know the pass offense is always a function of a lot of things um certainly not just you know uh the the quarterback throwing it and or the player running the pass route is you know, there's conversions, there's, you know, coverage reads, there's protections, there's blitz pickup. Uh, there's a lot of things that go in uh, to making a productive passing game. And, you know, we've had times at uh, this year where we've been, um, you know, productive in certain areas, whether it's third down, early downs, red zone, whatever. But then there's been other times where, you know, we just, you know, we're falling a little short. So, um, you know, we have to improve. It's certainly not where we would want it to be as a whole. Uh, we know that, uh, but that that's a group effort and a collective, um, you know, mindset to improve. And uh, there's a lot of people that got to execute our jobs properly. We got to put them in the right positions as coaches, um, you know, and, and we got to execute under pressure on, on game day. What have been your thoughts on the play of the three wide receivers who have been most predominantly used this year in Demir, Kobe, and and Nikhil? And if they they given you what you, you needed, has Cam had the the appropriate weapons to be able to have success? They've worked their butt off, and they're doing what they can do each week to prepare and play their best. And I couldn't ask any more of those guys uh, with their attitude and effort and approach and. Um, you know, I, I don't worry about the, you know, this, that, and the other in terms of weapons and all that. We, we have enough people here to win and, uh, we got to do a better job of, of, you know, executing and putting those guys in positions, uh, to be productive, but, um, they come in here and work their butt off every week and, uh, they've all made plays and done things to help us win. And we have to do, uh, more of that as we, as we move forward here in the last few weeks. Thanks, Josh. Appreciate it. Yep. Next, we'll go to Doug Kide, then Karen Greedian. Hi, Josh. Uh, when when Bill was talking about the passing game uh, not being as efficient as you guys need it to be, he mentioned route distribution. Uh, I'm wondering what that what that term uh, means to you, or or what it means in general. Well, there's there's a lot of things it could mean. Um, not exactly. I'm not. I didn't hear what Bill said, so I'm not exactly sure what he was referring to, but. 
Um, you know, it's, you know, whether you're talking about spacing between players or the number of players that are actually released and put into the pattern, um, you know, there's a lot of different things uh, that could, you know, uh, define distribution of, of the pattern and the route. So, um, you know, there's a lot of things that go into being productive, as I said, uh, spacing, distribution, ability to, to create separation against tighter coverage or man-to-man coverage. <clears throat> flare control, um, you know, conversions based on what the coverage is to try to open up an area for another player. Uh, like I said, there's a lot of things that go into making a productive passing game. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Karen Gregan and Phil Perry. Morning, Josh. Good morning, Karen. Um, you talked about their defense and, and them being game plan specific, something which you do as well. Um, I was wondering if your familiarity both with the defense and a few of the players in their defense uh, aids you or helps you at all as you prepare. Uh, I kind of look at this is the second game, um, you know, in a division, uh, you know, series. And I always kind of uh, look at this game in a different light. Um, you know, if you have any success in the first one, you know, you need to look hard at what you did, but you also need to be careful because you know the other team's looking just as hard at it. Um, and so, you know, you're gonna have to be willing to look uh, at other things uh, beyond what you may have done to be productive in the first portion of the, the series, um, and then try to, you know, adapt and adjust. Um, you know, so that you can present them with some different challenges uh, the second game. But, you know, knowing a few of their guys, knowing how well they're coached, um, you know, they're going to be ready to go. They're going to have things that we haven't practiced or prepared for. Uh, That's just part of uh, competing against this group. Uh, And they do such a great job of, uh, you know, putting their guys in positions to have an opportunity to make plays. So uh, this week's going to be about preparation. I don't think uh, any prior knowledge of certain, you know, certain things we've done or certain people is going to really help us all that much. It's just we need to dive in and study you know, what they've been doing the last few months here, uh, in specific, the last so many games, uh, how they're trying to limit the offense, get real familiar with them, uh, know the strengths and weaknesses of their players, and understand, you know, how they've really limited offenses with their scheme and their production. So, um, you know, it's a big challenge. Uh, looking forward to to getting started with our guys tomorrow. Great, thanks, Josh. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of final questions. We'll go to Phil Perry and then Greg Allman. Hey, Josh. Um, it it looks like um, the Dolphins have uh, have really liked to blitz, especially um, with no safety at times. And I don't know if they do that more than other teams in the league. But I'm curious from your view, from what you've seen from them, what allows them to to have success when they choose to do that? Obviously, kind of a risky play, but it seems like they're um, they're open to doing it relatively frequently. Yeah, they did it in our first game as well. Um, they, they kind of started the season um, with an aggressive mentality and mindset. Um, <clears throat> I think the most important thing. Uh, whenever you choose to do that is, you know, that you're, you know, your defense is completely connected. You, 
you know, the coverage guys understand what's going on, you know, with the pressure. Uh, they, they know how to, they know how to <clears throat> use their pressures to try to get a free player to the quarterback. Um, and they, and they're really just forcing the offense to try to handle that, you know, a handful of snaps a game. Um, and again, like I said, we, we saw it in the first game of the season. You've seen it many times since then. Um, and again, they, they do a really good job of, of executing it when they, when they choose to do that. Um, and they have a few different variations off of it. It's not always the same thing. So, um, you know, there's a little bit of disguise to it. There's a little bit of variation with how they, you know, they show it and then they drop out of it. Um, so, you know, it's a, like I said, it's a challenge. Uh, it's definitely a, something that you need to prepare for. Every team that plays them understands that they do it. Um, and you need to have a plan for it and be able to execute when it comes up on Sunday. Thanks, Josh. Yep. Last question to Greg Allman. Hey, Josh, sorry to go off topic, but I'm writing about the still growing number of John Carroll alums all over the NFL. Um, I know the game last week, the Rams, I think there were nine between the two staffs. I just want to ask you uh, how much you're still encountering uh, younger guys from John Carroll and, and what that chemistry is with the bond is like uh, among you guys in the league. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's, <clears throat> it's an interesting little fraternity. Um, you know, you, you're, you're kind of, you're very proud of, uh, the guys that have come out of John Carroll and really made a, uh, a career for themselves in the national football league. That's not easy to do. Um, there's a lot of hard work and grunt work, uh, required, uh, to kind of, you know, get your foot in the door and then kind of try to swim upstream and, uh, you know, get to a position where you have an opportunity to, to really maybe impact a team or an organization. And there's been a lot of guys that have been able to do that. So, um, you know, just like I said, we're, uh, when we have an opportunity to catch up with one another, it's great. We have a lot of, obviously a lot of them here, which is uh, a unique situation for us to be able to work together um, and take on the challenges of an NFL season and, uh, you know, we we do communicate some uh, during the course of the year and most of the time when we're playing each other, um, you know, it just gives us a moment to reflect on where we've been, where we've come from and and be proud of uh, the little, like I said, the little fraternity that, that we're that we're creating in the National Football League. Thanks, Josh. Yep. Thank you, Josh. Yep. Thanks, guys.